Oh, I think my balls might have dropped again. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe more pubes. Uh oh, it's a right off down it's there. It's a jungle. Yeah, it it is. It's it's Jumanji down there. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust: Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan, or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. In 1962, the U.S. Department of Defense proposed an intentional false flag operation in Cuba in order to justify an invasion. Surely this can't be true. Or is it? This week on Unexplained Legends, Operation Northwoods. No, my ass goes numb in in every one of these episodes. That's how I know to wrap it up. My ass is getting numb. Yeah, it's like a biological flock. Yeah. So once once the ass gets numb, I say, you know, come, 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 or whatever. <laughs> no, you can't say that. That's yeah, terrible. you can. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of the Unexplained Legend. Uh, I am Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is Dennis drinks fake coffee because he has no life. Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. The Unexplained Legends. Have you, um, Dennis, as you mentioned, you're a proponent of fake coffee or, or um, instant coffee, yeah. as people call it. Do you Have you like been trying around a few different brands? I have been trying a couple of different brands. Okay, there's two on. brands. Um, well, actually, no, there's two types. They're bought in Aldi. Yeah. And uh, I, get, I get one of them sometimes, and I get the other one other times. One of them is like the Nescafe of decaf, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like grit. Okay, and yeah. I actually prefer the gritty one. Yeah, you like yeah, gritty coffee. Prefer the gritty one, but the, but the only reason I, I drink this stuff is to give myself some bit of hope that you know my day is going to be better. But really, I I really really want to drink coffee, like proper coffee. Proper coffee. But I get the fucking shakes and everything. I shit myself. I get shakes. I feel awful. I feel great when I'm yeah. drinking the coffee, but only when I'm in the moment drinking the coffee. But after that, I I feel cat like you're gone. I terrible, terrible. Do you find that instant doesn't make you shit yourself as much? I haven't thought about that, but I think I could agree with it. Yeah, I, I guess that's something that you <laughs> you're thinking of. Yeah. Well, uh, specifically, well, it, listen, it's common common knowledge. People talk about if you drink strong coffee, loosens in the up. morning. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was watching uh, a video on YouTube. This is only like last year. Video on YouTube, an hour long video about the history of like coffee and its like economic and social history. And then I commented on it. And saying that was very interesting, but he never mentioned anything about why it makes you shit yourself. And I just put this up as a joke. Actually, did, got got a good few likes, got mm. about maybe fifty likes, and then at a certain stage, got got a few comments. The comments were like, "Lol." Comments were like, "Oh, sure thing, brother. Simplify." Great like, job, stuff. Roger. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Then eventually, the comments descended into. I think you'll find that's only because you have a Western meat-eating diet and not because... You're so culturally insensitive. How could you possibly bring that coffee thing up without considering all different cultures? No, but but the the worst thing is that I looked into this person's profile and they're, they're just from London. Right, they're they're just there's a, a white yoga te- teacher from London just complaining about me, and also I am a vegetarian. So you know I, what you're talking about, and you associate yourself. Yeah, I, I know, and I looked it up, and it's actually a hormonal response. That's the that's the scientific reason behind it. How long have you been waiting to get this out? Fucking years. This was an amazing way of engineering it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dennis, do you, do you know anything about coffee? Anyway, this YouTube comment six Th- years ago. This is what this is the galaxy brain that you were seeing before. You know, Dennis, I've assimilated big brain. And I now know how to manipulate we, you. We haven't heard from Big Brain in so long. 
He's uh, he's on a research probe in space. Big Brain here. I'd like you all to know that I'm on an important research mission in space. And I'll be back very... <laughs> Big Brain, dude, you missed the party. Come on, get out here. I'll be right with you, Chad. Um, goodbye, listeners. This is a nice vibe, I think, this morning. I'm enjoying this vibe. I think we're both tired. Uh, yeah, I think... So. Do but, you know, but not in a negative way. No, I, I think... Uh, well, maybe you're physically tired, mm. but for me, I'm mentally exhausted. That's the way I describe <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's way worse than just tired, man. Yeah, no, because the body is willing, yeah. but the mind is broken. That's my... It, there's something about drilling through like a guitar solo. You're like Master Blaster, but just Blaster. Yeah, yeah. The, he's, he's the best part. What, the big guy? Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to be one, like, would you rather be Krang or would you rather be the thing that Krang goes into? Fucking hell, man. I, I, what's his name, that thing? The big, the big yoke. I, I can't remember his name. There's going to be listeners throwing tomatoes now at their earphones, but... Big Brain! Big Brain, come in here come and tell on. us what his name. And I bet you know what, he probably doesn't even have a name. Something like, weird like that. Yeah. It's going to be like Krang's bodysuit or something. <sighs> Krang's android body was called Archie. Now leave me alone. Dennis, based on the fact that we're both mentally exhausted, yeah. the, today's episode is going to be... A bit of a mindfuck. Oh, nice. You, you you do this a lot now. You know I've been going out a bit more on the Thursdays and the Fridays. So you're like, let's fuck them on the Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. The not Mentally. Yes, mentally. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, this episode, Dennis, is... Uh, I think you like it, right? It's a bit different. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different. It, it is still close to my heart. But it's no, no ghosts. <laughs> right? Yeah. No ghosts. No UFOs. No UFOs for you, Dennis. No UFOs, right? Not even anything supernatural. It's just a story. This is a God-honest conspiracy. All right, what's a God-honest conspiracy as opposed to a normal conspiracy? Uh, well, I think that most of them are God-honest conspiracies. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by that, what I mean by this is like it's it's just a it's just a conspiracy that takes place in in the in the real world. It's totally as like, opposed to the other ones what are you talking about i thought all the other ones were true as well uh yeah yeah they are okay they are but i'm so well, I, well how about this are you saying that this one is proven fact historical record no yes yes yeah 100%. all right cool so any of the probing questions that i'm going to have today will actually have solid answers i wouldn't say that okay Right, they'll have okay. answers though. Yeah, they'll they'll have, they'll have some answers. The this takes place Dennis during the old um, the nineteen sixties. Okay. Yeah, the swinging sixties. People say when they were all swingers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a real life conspiracy, and it's something called Dennis Operation Northwoods. Okay, no bells ringing here for me. No bells. No. No, I was getting excited when you said Operation, but then afterwards, <laughs> you just thought I was talking about the board game. Is it really a good board game? Yeah, yeah. Do you know the best thing about that board game? What? You can play it yourself. The worst thing about Operation, though, is... I mean, how many many times are you going to play that? And then open it? And most of the pieces are going to be gone. You're missing a piece? Yeah. Um, And that's that's brutal. Well, uh, is it not single use? Uh, It's disposable, is it? Do you get disposable Operation? I think you... Don't you you take them out and just chew on them? No, I I think that's how they get lost. Oh really? Yeah. But that explains an awful lot, I think. The I I'd always get a bit freaked out when it's like water on the brain or first of all, the guy in operation. 
It's fucked, is he? He's he's serious. It's water. It's one of the water on the brain. Water on the brain. Yeah. Well, what do you do? You have to. <laughs> you take out like a watering can out of his head or something. No, you don't. You do something like That's that. Terrible. Or a bucket or something. Could you imagine if someone like you knew died like uh, due to one of these things? Yeah. And and then there's a water bucket on this man's I, head taking the piss out of it. There's like there there's your your father has just died of a heart attack. And you're it's after after the wake and the family are going, Oh, you know, well listen, we'll take out an old board game and we'll just do so he used to love board games, we'll do something to yeah to cheer ourselves up. They take out operation, they open it up and the first card you get is like bad ticker. Gotta take this guy's heart out. What if they opened it up and someone had, as a laugh, made it like so that it's their dad's corpse, but the pieces are in the dad's corpse? What? Oh, like the, like the it's operation. A picture, it's not his actual but, corpse, oh, yeah, but yeah. it's a picture of his corpse and like the on the uh, autopsy table or whatever. Oh, I think that there's an Etsy business to be made out of that personalized <laughs> operation. So Operation Northwoods, Dennis. Yeah. The, you've no, you're not familiar with it at all. No, no idea. Right, well, it's a military operation that took place during the 50s. US. Yeah, late 50s, early 60s. Everything only takes place in the US during the 50s and 60s. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Nothing that, else happens anywhere else. No, that was the only place that existed. Mm. The, everyone was just sit, everyone was playing musical chairs in Ireland at the time. There was just not, not much going on, really. I'd say we all just had TB or something. Yeah, awful lot of TB. Personally, I'm very glad. Very glad I never got TB. Yeah, me too. I got everything else, like you know, all, all measles. You get measles. Uh, yeah, got me. Got smallpox, mumps, polio. Nice. <laughs> you look great for a man who got polio, measles, and smallpox. Yeah, yeah, but you, you know, but imagine how good I would have looked. I mean, wow, yeah. you would have been like the greatest human that ever lived. Okay, so Dennis, off the back of that, we'll crack on with the lamestream narrative. On the 16th of February, 1959, Fidel Castro came to power in Cuba. A Cuban nationalist and Marxist-Leninist, he quickly set about revolutionizing Cuba by nationalizing many of its previously US-owned businesses and extending diplomatic ties to the Soviet Union. Boo, boo, we hate that. No way, man. Well, I... Go with that, up capitalism. I think... Go with all those American casinos and stuff. What are they going to do? Well, Dennis, oh, listen. They didn't like this, I'll tell you that much, right? Because given Cuba's geographical closeness to the US and the ongoing Cold War between America and the Soviet Union, Castro's Cuba was a cause for much concern within the US military. Can you believe that, little old Cuba... US Fidel's an awful messer like No what, what he's, makes uh, he's a desperate messer no The Leninist Marxist What was this What, what he, makes you say he's a messer uh, He's a desperate messer Going in there to Cuba It was a great holiday destination Ruined It would have been fantastic Like uh, you know Have all the casinos there Imagine all those poor people Who lost their low paying jobs Thanks to Fidel Castro yeah, and, and all those people then were Like they couldn't even pick What healthcare they wanted They just got free healthcare which yeah, I mean, yeah. That's really anti-American. Or like, you know, think about it this way: the amount of people, the eighty percent of people that gained literacy, and like, let's face it, I hate reading. Yeah, so imagine like, that. Yeah, yeah. Being forced to read, it'd be fucking ridiculous. Of course, of course, anyone would want to step in. But you like, know why they had to read? 
Well, just fuck all to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fuck that's all to do. A big boring communist country. They they would they didn't need to read when before when they had ten channels. Uh-huh. That everyone everyone knows it. Nobody's talking about this. No, they've just got one channel from the state. Yeah, and to be fair, it's pretty good. It's BBC. But they, um, do you know what I found out recently while researching this episode? Is that in Cuba, um, it's illegal to name anything after Fidel Castro uh, after his death because he he wrote that into law. So that there couldn't be a cult of personality around him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Unlucky, though. Yeah, because to be honest, most people are saying, wow, that's, that's unreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that's a leader. Now, now, that, now, that, we need a leader like that. <laughs> we should never forget him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a fear that Cuba could be used by the Soviet Union to stage an attack on the United States. Or even to house Soviet nuclear missiles. These Cold War tensions were the backdrop for... Operation Northwoods. I still don't know what this is, and I didn't expect it to be this close to stuff that I knew, which is interesting. Oh yeah, I think you. I'm. I th- I'm surprised you didn't know this. And it's it's still not the sonic gun test thing. No, still okay, not that. Good. That for me, that's a bit far fetched. You know, I was getting a sandwich the other night. Okay, go and on. it was uh, it was a Cuban whatever Cuban sandwich, right? Really. Yeah, right. It was it was fine. It was it, I'm sure I would have liked the actual original version of it rather than the rip-off version that I got. I've always wanted to have a Cuban sandwich. Yeah. But I m- most versions of them are like have meat in them. Yeah, no, this had meat in it. Okay, yeah. But yeah. it was it was t- it was tasty, but it was, you know, it wasn't what you could get in Cuba. Okay, this yeah. person comes up to me, right? I says, uh, "Can I have a Cuban sandwich?" And she goes, "Oh, you having the Cuban sandwich?" She didn't say that, did she? Cuban. And I was just like, Will you get out of here, for God's sake? Cute. She really said that? Yes, yeah, a Cuban. I was like, where the fuck do you think we are? Oh, this is... The... You can tell her this, right? Mm. I have a close friend who has met the ambassador from Cuba to Ireland. Yeah. And he said Cuba to him, and he didn't fucking correct him once. He didn't say Cuba? No, no. He said, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, that's fine for you to say that, because frankly, it's quite embarrassing for you to say it the other way, when you don't say any other words Yeah, like imagine that. what an idiot you'd sound like. Oh, can I have the Cuban sandwich? Yeah. It's like, lad, you're from Cork. So, right, Dennis, back to Operation Northwoods, right? As far as the US military officials were concerned... Cuba was a ticking time bomb and needed to be neutralised sooner rather than later. However, there was one problem facing the United States military and that was the complete lack of aggression on the part of Cuba. So they needed to get them to provoke. They needed to provoke them into doing something. Here we go. Here we go. You're getting into it now. Classic American stuff. Yeah, absolutely like route one American thinking. Without a valid provocation from the communist state, there was no way to legitimately intervene in Cuba. Thus led to the drafting by the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Chairman Lyman Limnitzer. There's no way anyone could say that word. Can never say his name right. Uh, also, when, when I when I was reading about him, I thought Limnitzer is there? Oh no, born and bred in America. <laughs> you know what I was th- thinking. Yeah. Uh, bring him over. Thought he might he, he might have had a what's it called a career change halfway halfway through his life. <laughs> halfway through the century. Yeah, Chairman Lyman Limnitzer, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and him drafted a document called the Justification for U.S. Military Intervention in Cuba, or simply Operation Northwoods, as it's more commonly known. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of uh, that episode we did about Princess Di 
And you remember they found that, that document about trying the attempted assassination of a Serbian diplomat? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good memory. Mm-hmm. And then that got me... I was going to bring that up, but then I just thought about... And I need you to clarify this for me because you'll know the facts on this. Yeah. There have been some serious clips going around from Harry's audiobook. Oh, yeah, yeah. About the Elizabeth Arden cream. Yes. Is that true? Do you want me to fact... You want a fact check from me? Yeah. That's true. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Then I took a smidge and applied it down there. That's, but that's him actually reading that. Yeah. Where he says that he's, his dick is basically burned in some way. Yeah. Like through overuse or something. Yeah. And then he says he, someone suggests him putting on Elizabeth Arden cream. Mm. He puts it on and then he says he gets this, it reminds him of his mother and it's like she's there in the room with him. Yeah. And he uses the word todger. He does. Is that really true? Or is that, that not a piss take? That is really true. It's unbelievable it's not a piss take. Uh, but the funniest thing about that is, I, fair enough. You know, you've a you've a huge book deal, let's say, right? Mm. Probably offered what multiple millions for the book deal? Yeah, definitely. Right? Fair enough. Writing that down once when you're trying to meet a word count, and not thinking about it, but needing to read it back, doing your own audiobook, and not thinking, I'll, I'll maybe can we abridge this? I think it's crazy. I saw a pretty good video summing it up yesterday of like, Harry, look, uh, you know, I'm with you and Megan, but like, just take it down by 10%. We don't need to know everything. Just take it down yeah. by 10%. It's absolutely mad. Like, it I think, truly is a tell-all book. I, yeah, everything. <laughs> tell everything that comes into your head in a stream of consciousness. Like someone else said that it's like, um, it's like you wrote a book about all the things you tell people in the smoking room at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, uh, of course, Harry mentioned his, uh, his military background? Yeah, he, um, I, I, think, I think probably mentioning the Count is probably not the greatest thing in the world to do. No, too many. To, you, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd mention the Count if you were, uh, if you were really that embarrassed by it. Like, have, you, have you ever, I used to work with a guy who was one of these, you know, uh, total wife guys. What the hell is a total wife guy? Like, oh, my wife. I love my wife so much. Like, like you know, total wife guy. Total that's, wife guy. That's a freak. It's so funny. <laughs> like, if you really dig into that, and, yeah. he, and he's not an asshole, and the guy just loves his wife. Oh no, yeah. We know what the thing is. It's like performative. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, really over the top performative. Like, yeah, she's the great. Like she's the greatest. Like you know, uh, it, like n- not actually. He's ceased to treat her as like another human being. He's just mm. like my oh, like she she's amazing. But what he used to do sometimes is he he would talk. He was like maybe in his forties. And this goes back to like the the count things. He would be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you guys. Like, you know, the big thing is like when you find the one. You know, when you find the one, and it's just that's it. Like, that's it. You found the one, and then then you're with her. Because I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I slept around a lot when I was younger. <laughs> I slept around a lot when I was younger. I'm not proud of it. Must have slept with about forty or fifty women, <laughs> and I'm not proud of that at all. Yeah, yeah. Stick, stick that number up in the fridge there. Stick yeah, that yeah. number up in the fridge. Everyone, the, look at it. Yeah, uh, between four, forty and fifty, but way closer to fifty. In fact, I'd say. 50 it Probably was 50. over 50 it was 50 being honest, Over 50 And I'm not proud of that And I love my wife now 
But uh, <laughs> I just wanted all of you to know that number. Yeah, I uh, fucked at least fifty women. Yeah, Im- imagine needing to, to to take it back to my life, sitting through that while you're eating terrible canteen food and you hit your job. You're just like, oh my god! I just look up at them and go name them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, um, there were there were a few Sarahs. Uh, <laughs> the that that actually would be the worst thing because there would have to be overlapping of names eventually, like at some stage. Yeah, I guess there would be. I don't know. If you're if you're talking about Justin Cork, like you've you've brought <laughs> Justin Cork, Justin Cork, you've probably had a few shenanigans. If you if you rode fifty women, sorry, <clears throat> if you had sex with fifty women in Cork, yeah, that would be like half the women available to you. It, it, uh, yeah, it, you. It, what you really would have done is uh, just eliminate your ability to go out in public. <laughs> yeah, the, you can way too many. Yeah, you can no longer go anywhere where you might interact with somebody from the service industry. There's actually so few shops and stuff in Cork that if you had sex with fifty women in Cork, and like at any one time they went into the city, there'd be one of them in every shop. There's there's a chance. You could run into multiple ones of them at, in at, the same yeah, shop. In the same shop, I wouldn't go near Brown Thomas. I'll tell you that much. No, we'll get into the old document now, Dennis. What the document contains. The document outlines a plan to manufacture the justification which the U.S. military would require in order to invade Cuba. The plan, sorry, in order to invade Cuba. There you go. The plan is divided into four stages of increasing agitation. Are you ready to are you ready to receive these stages, Dennis? Yes. Okay. I am in the second stage of agitation. I think this morning. Are you? Yeah. yeah I'm up there. Do you know? Um, I did my primal zodiac recently. I don't know what that is. Uh, I think it's I think it's made up zodiac. Um, for people that didn't like their original zodiac. Okay. I think I genuinely think that's that's what what it's it like is. It's like a refresher. Yeah, you didn't like the one you got stuck with. You're probably like Sagittarius or something, and now you want to be bumped up to yeah. Aries. Oh, is there anything? Is there any other crazy one? Yeah. So my normal one is Sagittarius. Mm. And if you ever read, well, like if you read all of them, but Sagittarius is one is like, you are the best person who ever lived. <laughs> yeah. You're the best person who ever lived. Uh, you are uh, you are a god as a lovemaker. You may be a genius, Albert Einstein level. Um, and it's just all, all this stuff. Re- reading a horoscope is hilarious because you're like, oh, what? what it, it, they definitely were bigger before in ways. I think they were, they're, they're, like, they're like a cult now almost. Like as in, you know, like yeah. people are really intimate. It's trendy. But I think before they were just they were like an, an everyman thing, you know. People would check out the horoscope, see how it's going. They've and, intensified, or something. Yeah, 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 totally yeah. intensified. But they're like, I remember you'd look at your horoscope and be like, "You're going to fall down um, on the ground today and shit yourself." And you're just like, "Nah, I won't, won't believe that." Then the next one is like, "You're going to have the best day of your life and you're going to win the lottery." And you're like, "Yes, yes I will. That yes, is I the will. one. Horoscopes are brilliant. That's the one. Uh, my primal zodiac, though, for anyone wondering, I'm, I'm a road runner." A roadrunner. Roadrunner, yeah. Didn't expect that name to come out. So yeah. they're completely different. They're animals, yeah. All oh, right, nice. So I'm a roadrunner. What does it mean? Uh, roadrunner. I'm a go-getter. Go-getter. Self-driven. I don't interact well with coyotes. I re- you basically are describing a car. I meet meep a lot. Yeah. That, that's another. That's another factor of it. Quite bird-like. Uh, bird-like. I'm blue. I'm blue with a yellow beak. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can run through cartoon drawings. Of tunnels on walls. Yeah. What about the person coming after you? Can they run through that? No, they cannot. They go straight into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The that uh, and I, I actually looked you up as well, Dennis. Yeah. And you are a coyote. Quite coyote, I yeah, should say. Yeah. yeah. You, you're a coyote, and your 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 rising sign 
is wily. Do you know, I was actually, I was uh, doing a bit of hiking the other day. Okay. And I saw this blue little thing in front of me. It was running away. So I ran after it. And it went over a cliff. And I was going fine. But then I looked down. Oh, um, you didn't. Bam. Hit the ground. Oh, well, listen. It happens yeah. to the best of us. Not me, obviously. Don't look down. <laughs> so stage one of Operation Northwoods. The first of these stages takes the form of attempting to manufacture legitimate provocation by way of deception within Cuba. The army would begin to build up forces in Guantanamo Bay and harass Cuban civilians around the military base in order to build up a sense of intimidation and fear within the Cuban population and deceive them into thinking that a U.S. invasion had already been planned in order to goad Cuba into attacking the U.S. military base first. Clever, yeah, clever. That would be pretty annoying as well. Gaslighting. They're basically gaslighting yeah. Cu- Cubans, especially if the Cubans are just on the beach and the boys are on the military base, just going "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." They- They're like, "What? Like, nothing. Fuck you." They, yeah, they, they weren't clear on it what exactly the harassment is. Yeah, what could they do? I guess they could just shoot bullets up into the air. Can someone please tell me what happens when bullets get shot up into the air? They come down. Have it- you seen videos of people just shooting bullets in neighborhoods and it- stuff? And it's like. Where does it, it come down? In America, there's like X number of people killed every year by stray bullets coming back down. No way. That's true. Well, look it up. Uh, no, big brain. Big it's brain. depressing. Yeah, big, big brain can big pop brain. in with it. Big brain's having a big return today. Yeah. We, uh, you, you remember he existed and... I like big brain, even though he disagrees with everything I say. I like Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> when you shoot bullets into the air, they definitely do come back down again. In rural areas, they're highly unlikely to hit somebody. But in America, it's estimated that between 30 and 50 people are injured by falling bullets every year. <laughs> so yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, um, I'm pretty sure that they, they do come back down. I saw a video the other day of a, t- of a child shooting an Uzi, right? I don't know why that came up. Okay, yeah. But, uh, and he's just like sporadically shooting it off. And then I was like, ah, that's, that is kind of funny. It's just a child shooting an Uzi. Terribly irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like... Jeez, where are all those bullets gone? Mm. But it is it is something I don't think people consider. Like people are not considering it. So I think I so I think specifically what it is is that the majority of the time the bullet will lose velocity. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like before coming returning to Earth. So it it will essentially fall, you know, no more um like a rock or something. Yeah, it, it will just be like it, it it might hurt you, but it won't do enough damage to kill okay. you. But, but there are genuinely people killed by bullet going into the air coming back down. I was doing a bit of a clay squirrel shooting the other day, right? Mm, yeah. Doing yeah. a little bit of shooting. One instructor, there's two instructors inside this little shed. One instructor was, you know, very, very nice. And he was telling you like, oh, you know, do this, do that. Keep your cheek close to the, like, butt of the gun and all this stuff, right? It's cool. You had it up by your ass. Dude. I didn't. I looked over. The other guy was, sh- this is not a lie. The other guy was showing them how to aim the gun. He was standing down at the end of the barrel with the barrel face in his head as he was looking at them going, yeah, you see there now? You see where my eye is? No way. What? Yeah, this is out in a, like a proper gun place. And he was standing with his face in the barrel looking at the person holding the gun. Was it loaded? Well, like the thing is, you know, with gun safety or whatever, you always assume it's loaded. Yeah, yeah. And here's the guy just looking straight down the barrel of a fucking gun. There's a thing because I grew up with a shotgun in the house. And we used to play with it. You know that. No, like my parents said, "You're no. it." Well, yeah, yeah, no. But we used there's a there was a superstition that like that. I guess you call it gun safety. We call it a superstition. A superstition. A su- superstition where you should never point the gun. You should never point the gun at somebody 
Unless you're planning to kill them or something, or self-defense. Yeah, yeah. You never point the gun at anything you don't want to destroy. But ours was that the devil might load it without without you realizing it. I mean, yeah, it's just the biggest hocus-pocus way of saying, you know, <laughs> play safe. But, but I'm telling you... Kids shouldn't play with shotguns for a start. But I'm telling you, right, if I was playing with that shotgun as a kid, right, which, for the sake of this story, I'm making this up and it's not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I was doing that growing up, uh, just running around the house with it, having taken it from the attic and playing with it, but the... the Imagine if you got done in this, or your parents got done in this, but what age were you when that happened? Like, uh, when, the, what, what age am I... When in, you first the, put your hands in on this shotgun. In this that I'm making this up. Yes. In the, about 10. 10. So it would just be very funny if the child services came and took you away for took, eight years. Took like, me away. As yeah. A- <laughs> like, but they, they said, you should have been in for eight years, so you owe us so eight years. They... they um, <laughs> I all the eight years of being in what a service. what a scandalously awful sitcom that would be. Yeah, where oh. you go into like um, don't don't foster care for eight years. You play with a shotgun when you're ten, but you're now like thirty. Playing in the background. <laughs> What's it called? Oh, that song. No, uh, no, no, no. Oh. What's the what's the sitcom oh, called? Um. Something to do with guns, I guess. Child. Child gun. Child gun. Child gun. Gu- gun child. Okay, gun child. Gun child. Okay. Second stage of the plan, Dennis, right? If the first phase failed of just the agitation, just the, the attempt to gaslight the Cuban citizens into thinking that they were about to be invaded, the next step would be to covertly stage military attacks upon Guantanamo Bay in order to make it appear as if they had come from Cuban forces effectively creating a false flag operation I believe it I mean I, I believe it yeah yeah as in I said it like I would believe it but you're giving me the facts so I believe it this, this is in this is in the old the old document so they're like okay if this doesn't work if we can't get Cuba to attack us how come the Americans release this stuff we'll get to that okay we'll get to that the, so, feels like it would not be in their best interest well Listen, we'll get to that, right? So once these fake, this is stage three now, right? I'm, I, I was expecting a more shock from you about the, the old false... Uh, I'll be completely honest. I felt like we went off on so many tangents in the last ones. I was like, we better give the listeners actually something to bite into. Okay, okay. The, the, but yeah, so they, they would just make up these military attacks, stage, stage external military attacks on the base and pretend they'd come from Cubans. The brazen bastards. Yeah, they'd, that's like absolute lunacy imagine if you're sitting on the beach again same lads who've just been like they're not they're like we're not look we don't care say what you want and then yeah. you just see a boatload of people dressed as like badly as Cubans coming across the beach you're like oh no they're all eating Cubans oh no and they get onto the beach and then they immediately get back in the boats and start shooting at the military base I just yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> I listen, I don't even know. You're like, you're like, hey, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. We saw you do that. So Stage three, Dennis, is, is once these fake attacks had been adequately disseminated within the United States, the military forces on the island would retaliate by launching a counteroffensive on the island, taking out strategic military emplacements and securing water and power supply on the island. So basically, once they've reported back to the US, we've come under attack, made up that they've come under attack, they would then launch an offensive from Guantanamo Bay and seize all of these strategic locations. So then they can establish a base on the island. Yeah, yeah. Is Cuba an island? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, thank God. You For- looked at me like it wasn't. <laughs> no, I was no. like, oh, no. 
So then, finally, stage four is the US military would launch an all-out offensive on the island. So sending troops from America to Cuba to support these troops that have already taken strategic locations, all based on a fake uh, military like self-sabotage. I'm very interested to see when this document came out. You listen. You'll there is a lovely little, lovely little treat about that. Okay, good. So as insane as this document sounds, it was indeed an official plan, and even made it all the way to the desk of President John F. Kennedy, and was shockingly close to being implemented, had it not been for Kennedy's shock and disgust at what had been suggested. It may have even been approved. JFK, right? You know, I know your American sentiments, right? Yeah. And I agree with probably 99% of them. But JFK, was he a good guy? Um, I would say probably, uh, you know, he was better than he was bad. Yeah. You know. He was better than he was bad. Yeah, so he had some good qualities. Yeah, I he think had some so. bad ones. I think he was, I think he was a good leader. Yeah. And what about his brother then? His brother? He's a good leader as well, yeah. Would have been a good leader. Yeah, but he—he's—he's a bit—he's a bit strange, though. Like I'd say, he probably would have had like, maybe. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch because I know people like Bobby Kennedy, and here's a hot take. But I think he might have kind of got rid of like, you know, democracy. Maybe had his secret police running around the place. You know, the way he crushed the mafia with no laws and all that. Well, th- that's just what you need sometimes, Dennis. You need somebody who's going to get oh, shit done. No. <laughs> An iron hand, perhaps. You just need. Um, you need. A, would you say you need a strong leader sometimes? I would say sometimes you need a pleasant dictator. Yeah, you know, an the, ambivalent dictator. Yeah, I, I, someone who kind of you know says, "Look, let's suspend things for like three to four years, and you'll have it back after then." But then, if they need more time, or you know, like a third, a third time in uh, in the presidency or a fourth, then you know, have at it. Well, listen, I'll put it to you like this, Dennis. If you were doing a good job. And you were fired after four years. You, you'd have them up on unfair dismissal. Do you think that you would make a good dictator? I would make an unreal dictator. Well, yeah, but I guess we might have different measurements of that. I'm sure you'd enjoy yourself. Would you be good for the country? I would, I would. I'm very selfless. Yeah? I'm very selfless. How many guitars do you have? Very caring. But, yeah, but Dennis, I'm saving those guitars. For who? From, children. No, no. Needy from, guitar children. No, I'm saving those guitars from ending up in the hands of uh, worst guitar players. Oh, okay, right. So you're you're giving them what they need. Yeah, I am. But di- back to the dictator. Like, what would make you a good dictator, do you think? Make me a good dictator. I, I, I genuinely think I'm, I'm very fair, very even-handed. Uh, I'm, I'm not quick to anger. And I'm and I'm selfless. I'll do anything, anything for for all the people if it suits me. What What if uh, <laughs> someone like challenged your power? Oh fuck them then. That's somebody now challenging my power. He's back. For the listeners there, we started talking about US military machinations and got a knock on the door and who was it Dennis? Two bobbies two UK police people it was the police Dennis the Matrix have sent their agents got a heart attack two of them walked in right first one goes to me don't worry it's nothing to worry about I said well you're not the postman are you? <laughs> you know like why are you here? Um, I, got, I, I got a fright right because yeah. last night when I came home 
there was a woman outside mm. and she was trying to get into an apartment and so we went up to her and like just made sure she was okay and stuff and she couldn't get in and then eventually she actually got in like this kind of in the car away basically yeah, got yeah, in yeah. and i was like i hope she's all right you know see two cops coming in today i was like here we go here we go she's dead r.i.p dead but actually just wanted me to move my car and then i went then i was like walk going down i was like okay they wanted me to move my car and i was like how the fuck do they know where i live oh they were they must have ran the reg yeah they did yeah yeah. (laughs) they fucking ran my reg my reg got ran that's interesting and then i went downstairs and the steward was there and he said uh you got to move or i I hopped in and i I put down the window and there was a van blocking the way to get out and a cone (laughs) really and a van just parked there he said, you're coming in and going out. And I said, well, I can't go out because like, yeah, there's yeah, a van yeah. there. And then uh, I said, how, how, how did you know where I lived? And he goes, uh, they're, they're running on the, on the computer, don't they, mate? They're running on a computer. And then he just let me park somewhere else. Do you know what? Uh, that was terrifying. Here's, here's a, a good thing about that. Two positives, right? One, it's a good thing I didn't answer it because you know me with, with authority. I would have gone, get the fuck out. Where's your yeah, warrant? Get out where's your, where's where, your fucking where's, warrant? Where's your warrant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't put your hands on me. Their, their hands are in their pockets. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about that is that at least you know that you don't have any like fines or anything. That's or true. Or you're not wanted. That's true. They would have. They would have surely said something about that. Fake plates, so, so. I I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think that there's a- any legal obligation whatsoever for them to have made you move. No, I think uh, I. Think that was purely intimidation, really. I think that the car is parked in a place that is like. Uh, it's kind of like an unofficial way an ambulance would get in. Okay, okay. So they wanted me to move it there. Yeah. But it was really funny. She gave me a look of like, you know, oh, for God's sake, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't be, don't be an idiot getting scared because there's two fucking cops calling to your door. It's um, like, well, it's never happened before. She, yeah, she, she's like, don't be a little bitch. I was like, okay, sorry. Do you know? Do you know if if they didn't have a legitimate reason? I think that's the police interfering in a civil matter, and you you could have a you could have. A do you think case I've got a case? Yeah, I think you've a you've case. Got a case. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll right? call down to your offices of Roger, Roger, and O'Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I could help you out with this. Yeah. I think we 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 might not need this podcast anymore, buddy. <laughs> you still chasing ambulances, you are. Uh, yeah, but you know, only only if they're within a certain. Better be uh, a big advert going in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alibi, not quite airtight. Loved one, not happy to lie for you. No eyewitnesses and plausible deniability. Well, get in contact with O'Sullivan Lawyers. If you're thinking there's no way I can get off this charge, well, I'll tell you, you O'Sullivan. Just listen to these testimonials. Uh, I, I was accused of stealing a crate of Furbies there off a truck a few years ago, and uh, O'Sullivan said, no face, no case. And uh, John, he's fucking dead right. Uh, so, Dennis, to get back to what we were talking about, <laughs> Uh, if you can even remember, right? It's been a, a hectic morning. Yeah, JFK, right? He was disgusted by the plan. Yeah. Right. Good old JFK. But despite Kennedy rejecting the proposal, believe it or not, there was an attempt to go over Kennedy's head. To who? To, to go to Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara to get approval. And did they get it? Thankfully, no. Okay. He didn't. But, but. Another that could have gone another way. Who knows? You know? Is that going over his head or next to his head? Surely no, um, next to his head. No, it's like it was, I'll tell you, it's going over his head, next to his head. Mm. So he. Ro- I understand so what you mean. Imagine Robert McNamara is behind you, so I'm going over your head to talk to Robert McNamara. But you're going back down to the same level again after you jump over my head. Yeah, yeah, o- over your, over your head and back down. But little did they know that that, that head they jumped over was soon to be blown up. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, so Angelus noise <laughs> Yeah so 
Kennedy would later even have uh, Lyman Lemnitzer removed from his position as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff as a result of the Operation Northwoods. I must have ruffled a few feathers. Well, Dennis, it did, it did, right? Kennedy's rejection of the proposal and dismissal of Lyman Lemnitzer was seen by the military as Kennedy going soft on Cuba and the Soviets. Oh, they wouldn't like that at all. He might get uh, a bit of comeuppance for that, perhaps. Well, the perception made him increasingly unpopular within the military and led to Kennedy being perceived as an enemy to the duties of the United States military. Okay, how about this, right? JFK, because of the conspiracy that surrounds him, there's oh, what? What loads of different reasons as to why he could have got assassinated. Yeah. There's so many different theories out there. Yeah. Do you think that was he was an especially... Do you think that he was a president that would have a lot of conspiracies around him just because of the guy he was and the situations he was in? Or could you take different presidents and apply that many conspiracies to them if they were assassinated? Or was he? Or did he just? Was he just like a special one? Well, that's a good question. I'll put. Well, I'll I'll, I'll reply to that with uh, Reagan. There was an attempt, mm-hmm. an assassination attempt on Reagan, and there's no real conspiracies as to why around that, unless unless we're short for episodes in a year or two. But, but in which case there will be ten. Yeah, but there but there's not there's not as many popularly conscious conspiracy yeah. theories around that. No, there's not. But there's a half a million for JFK. Yeah. It almost sounds like, you know, they're uh, scattergunning information out there. To getting confuse as us. much out there as possible so you don't know who to believe. The, well, two things about that. One, right, have you ever heard about the phrase, no smoke without fire? No, I haven't, no. actually. Yeah, 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 except for smokeless cold. But <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever asked that question? The other person's <laughs> gone, no, I actually no, never heard that phrase. Not familiar with that one. Um, the, the, other, uh, the other thing to say is that one of my favorite things when we eventually do JFK, one of my favorite things is when they went around and got all, everyone's statements, and there was the like additional commission to like look more into it and, uh, um, and find find out if there was any any additional uh, depth to to what was going on there. Mm. Uh, they had to investigate everyone's claims that was in the official original report. One of which was a woman who claimed that she saw a UFO while it was happening. Wow, and they had to go and do it. Yes, yeah, so they had to be. Oh, and they were just like. Are you really? You think you saw an alien over there? Okay. They're like, okay, what's up next? Okay, alien. Oh, for the oh, love of God. God. It's like, oh, you, you're coming to um, Joey's recital tonight, aren't you? Oh, honey, I really can't. It's very important. I need, yeah. <laughs> I need to look for UFOs in Texas, uh, which there are a lot of, to be fair. So uh, some even suggest, Dennis, that the rejection of the plans like Operation Northwoods may have played a role in JFK's eventual assassination some people being you uh yeah potentially potentially perhaps fittingly he got his revenge though Dennis. jfk got got his revenge on the on on if they did kill him <laughs> yeah if they killed him he got his revenge because fittingly operation northwoods was declassified on november 16th 1997 as a direct result of the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. Although long rumoured to have been an operation considered by the US military during the Cold War, it was now officially confirmed. The documentation is out there. And what was the political backlash of that then? Um, was anyone in a position of power at that stage to even be punished? No, the, most of them were dead. Mm. Hence probably why it was declassified. No, it, it was it was declassified because uh, that that JFK Assassination Records Collection Act mm. 
that's like um, I think Oliver Stone was instrumental in getting that popularized and stuff mm. is it basically just anything surrounding JFK or uh, like mentioned in the conspiracies had to be like declassified it must have been a few um, squirrely moments for people there though when it was like anything associated with JFK that could be a wide Sw- reach sweating dude it, they have to um, accept the reason as well though for them to be declassified don't they like as in there, it has to be ruled that they can be declassified as in like oh yeah like as in they can't say oh yeah we want to do all this stuff in Brazil as well and they're like well that's not to do with JFK yeah, so we're yeah. not declassifying it no I, th- I think you are you mm. are right uh, so just before we uh, before I, I we wrap up and I, and I ask you ask you what you thought of it Dennis there, there is actually another US operation called Operation Mongoose mm. which did go ahead and Operation Mongoose was basically just the US military signing off on constantly having uh, agita- internal agitators within Cuba and, and basically funding anti-government forces within Cuba. And who signed off on that one? Who do you think, Dennis? Nixon. Um, I, I actually don't know. Okay. I can check it up though. The big big brain will, will say. The... Who do you think? You really had me going there like you knew it. <laughs> Listeners, leave me alone. I'm very sick. Uh, when did that take place? Operation Mongoose. I'll pull it up on the old... Uh, I'll pull it up on the... Operation old... Mongoose is a peculiarly sinister name for some reason. Yeah, it does sound a bit... Uh... Mongooses can um, eat snakes and shit, can't they? Yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. the uh, so uh, that actually was authorized by JFK. Ah, no. Yeah, but I'm sure it was under duress. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was probably told, "Listen, if you don't sign this, kabloom." Yeah, and then then they were like, "Oh, did you call off that assassination?" Like, "Oh no, I thought you did it." <gasps> Lee Harvey. What What did you think about Operation Northwood, then, Dennis? I think it's very interesting, but yeah. I'm, I'm not completely surprised by the machinations and goings on of the U.S. military. I thought I I wanted to change it up a bit because we have some we have some good ones coming. You mean some out there ones, some crazy ones? Uh, I'm not going to say that. Is this your attempt for us to become more legitimate? You're trying to make us like one of the real sciences or something? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I feel we are legitimate already. I feel we're quite legitimate. I think what what I'm doing is I'm lulling you into a false sense of security because there's one there's one that's coming up. I don't know when it's going to come up, but it'll be within the next ten episodes anyway. Mm. And that will make you shit the bed. Shit the bed. Yeah. We are not doing another podcast from bed. Are you? Are you <laughs> saying that was in my contract? It's not happening anymore. They are. Oh, no, actually, I can't say that. Well, okay, fine, deadly. No. Um, I really like these uh, these things, but I like them in a way that's, um, I suppose, ultimately quite depressing. Yeah. That uh, these things can happen, and who knows? Like, I mean, the amount of lies that are probably out there about history and what we're um, eating and, and just taking in is probably pretty bad. There's, a, there's an excellent book called Economic Jackal, and it's all about people going in when... Uh, let's say Egypt or any other African country mm. when they try and nationalize their resources and they have a very popular leader and he starts nationalizing things yeah basically they send in economic jackals they go in and pay the guy a visit and go here look we can give you all the money in the world you're going to be the happiest guy ever or we're going to kill all your family 
which one would you like and then they get turned and there's these guys called economic jackals that go in and do that really that, yeah. that sounds i haven't read that book but it sounds a lot like is it naomi klein shock doctrine i think is i've another, never never read that the, that's like a, a similar a similar thing the i get i guess they're both just writing about reality yeah uh, they're not ripping each other off or anything no no <laughs> the, i don't think so the, imagine that if like historians were like you ripped me off man the <laughs> king henry the eighth he's my guy yeah but if one guy just wrote a smaller book the other guys couldn't write larger books like as in that would just be the, the only amount of information you know i have um i have a dissertation a history dissertation that's been cited like a thousand and something times um and i don't remember if i made anything up on it do you know what i would like to see i'd like to see a pop-up book of all the american presidents that would be good. So when you get to George Bush, there's like two towers pop up, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 but like, it's it's no holes barred, you know. Like you get yeah. to Nixon, and there's guys breaking into like you know, uh, like a tower or whatever into the Democratic place. Um, Abraham Lincoln is just getting shot. JFK is in the Cadillac, and you can move it along until he gets shot and stuff like that. Oh, that'd be actually cool. You can move it along, and then like um, a book depository pops up. Oh, that's good. And Lee and, Harvey's in it. And there's like a little tab on Lee Harvey. Yeah. You, you pull it and he pops out the window. Yeah, and yeah. as you do that, Kennedy's yeah. head comes off. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. I, I like the sound <laughs> of that. would be pretty cool. The, do you know when you were talking about the Nixon one? Mm. The, the, did you intentionally not say Watergate? Or could you not remember the name of the Watergate building? I, I didn't. I honestly, I thought of it and thought that the way I was explaining it was better. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which just shows you all you need to know about my hangover this morning. <laughs> uh before we before we wrap up there dennis uh i'll, I'll just say that um I, I i'm glad you liked the episode i thought i'll give i'll give you an easy an easy one. Oh, it was nice i enjoyed this yeah um and i thought you might even you might even learn a thing or two well i hope we've uh, bent the ear of some people now and they think twice about um the uh, big governments in this world and what they're doing to us yeah and dennis i'll tell you a little conspiracy i even think a lot of this episode will be edited uh, probably will be yeah probably will be edited <laughs> so, some would say might be a tough one to edit. yeah some, some some would say this one would have us sweating <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks very much for listening to this episode of unexplained legends i've been dennis len you can get me at dennis len 3d on twitter and instagram and wherever else you've been roger o'sullivan you can find me at roger comedy uh, or at roger o'sullivan on twitter um if you're still listening you can see all the lovely links underneath our podcast description now click to read more whatever it is and you can see all the links you can find us and you can support us on patreon Hello to everyone who's supporting us. It's very kind. And also, if you want to send in any spooky stories to us, you can send that into unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. We love you. Goodbye. Sir, I want you to know I place you under arrest. Anything you do, say, can and will be held against you, but you do have the right to remain silent. It was personal use. It was all for personal use.